0: The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. When I was a Bacher learning in Chaim Berlin Yeshiva, so I was like to be very close with Rashiva Varavaran Schechter. I saw a, a story just recently in one of the, one of the newspapers that Ravaran was by a, a Chasna, Rabbi Sunnenschein. I just showed him the article because he's also, he's also a Chaim Berliner. And he said that he thinks the story happened by his brother's chasna. Anyway, there's a famous Chaim Berliner, and a, his name is Rabbi Nate Siegel. Nochem Siegel, uh, who is the famous radio personality, he has a brother, Nate. Nate is a rabbi in a, a shul on Staten Island, like a of shul. And he's very close to the Uvarian, extremely close. And they're sitting by a chasna together, and he was introducing him to a lot of the balabatim in his shul. He's introducing Revaran to, and a lot of them were, some of them were from, and some of them were not yet from, but one after another, there was like a line, and he was introducing them to Revaran, he always talks about Revaran, so to them it was like a very special thing, and one of the people that came forward, Revaran, Rabbi Siegel, told Revaran, this is a very chash of bias that I have in my shul, he comes to shul six days a week, six days a week he's in shul, Revaran says, what do you mean six days a week, there's seven days in a week? So he says, Shabbos, he's not able to keep yet. Soon, maybe, but not yet. And they schmoozle a little bit, and then that was the end of the conversation. At the end of the Chas, the Aaron goes over to Nate Siegel, and he says, I had a nice conversation with, with your Balabas. So he says, which one? I introduce you to many of them. He says, the one that's not yet from. The one that's not keeping Shabbos yet. He didn't understand, but Ravaran did was, and this is very it's a big Chiddush if you know Ravaran and you know he's such a melech, he said he went around the chasno hall after he was introduced to him later that night, he wanted to speak to him again. He wanted to speak to this particular Balabayas again. And so he was going from table to table. Are you do you know are you part of Rabbi Sigal Shul? Are you part of Rabbi Sigal Shul? Until he finally tracked down that yid. And he spent a lot of time with him at the Chasna. And he was asking him about what he does for a living. And he works for he worked in a bodega and he needed to be there on Shabbos. And um, he wasn't able to, his boss would not give him off and he needed the job very badly. He wasn't ready yet to make that leap into the world of Shabbos. So Ivan was very sympathetic to him. And he was speaking to him about how his responsibilities, he should try to minimize Shabbos. And he was, telling him different pieces of advice, what he should do on Shabbos, what he shouldn't do on Shabbos in the store. And, you know, and he also spoke a little bit about Shabbos in a very non-threatening way, in a beautiful way, which, as I said, Ravaran, if there's one yid in the world that knows what Shabbos is, it's Ravaran. And And that was it. So next time Nate Siegel saw this fellow of us, he says, Rabbi, he says, your rabbi loves me what happened? He was talking to me, giving me chizuk. He was encouraging me. He says, I'm thinking really strongly now about, about stopping working on Shabbos. He worked a little bit longer, a couple of weeks or months longer, and then he told his boss, "says either I get off on Shabbos or I'm quitting my job. And the boss allowed him to stay, even though he wasn't going to be working on Shabbos. And he became so from this guy. He started keeping Shabbos. He's into a second cycle of Dafyami. His family became from, is everyone's Shem Shabbos now. And Nate Siegel said that what I wasn't able to accomplish with this guy in 10 years, Ivan was able to accomplish in 10 minutes because he understands what Shabbos is and he gave over the Kedusha Shabbos in a way that only a person that really means it can give it over. One thing that really stands out in my mind about this Adam Gadol Adem Aid is his Shabbos. I was invited very often to come to his house for Shabbos, and whenever he invited me, it was like a tremendous simcha, because it was literally me'einaylam ha'ba. To spend Shabbos at Rashiba's table was something that I had never seen before in my life and Bar Hashem, my, my family as my father, Alava Shalom and Yibad L'Chai, my mother made a beautiful Shabbos, But I never had felt such a radiance of Kedusha as I had at the Rosh table. What was so special at this table? His Minig was that Shabbos is Shabbos. And at the Shabbos table, there was no schmoozing. It's a very hard template to set for any of us because it's not normal in a way not to schmooze. You want to have at your family table, you want to talk and joke around and have a nice time. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just telling you what I saw. And the ideal, which is Shabbos, which is probably what the rabbinic had in mind, in in a perfect world, as to how Shabbos should look. So we would sit down by the Suda, and the. Hadras Panin, his long white beard and his, his, his special tishbekashah, like a special robe that he wore, a silk robe by the, by the table, and that I'm sure he still does wear. And this was like the order. This was the Seder of the meal. He'd make Kiddush with all the kadusha and Tara, and then we would wash, come back to the table, make Hamaitzi on Latham but he'd do it Kamine the graz, the minig, following following the shittas harashba, that he would basically take both chalas and cut it together at the same time, as opposed to just taking one of them and cutting it, cut both of them, unusual minig, to see for the first time at least. And then we would all get chumashim. There would be Makrais g'daylis, everybody would get a chumash, and he'd start learning hasa chumash from the parsha. rashi, maybe a kliyakar, maybe a ramban, We'd that he'd close the chumash, and then we'd get to eat a little bit. After that, we'd sing some z'miras, and then we'd all get our chumashim back again. We could talk and learning with him in what he was talking about, but there was no schmoozing. There was no, you know, how was your week? There was no. Now it's Shabbos. Don't care how your week was. It's not important. Right now, we're in the world of Shabbos, and more z'miras and more taira. and the food was delicious but not because it was gourmet. It was delicious because the kedusha Shabbos was baked into the food. And you didn't want to leave because you were tapping into something that was so cosmic that it was Nitzchi, it was forever, it was eternal. That's how Shabbos should be. And he's a Shabbos T'Keyid. He lives for Shabbos. I remember once we were walking home on a Shabbos day after, after davening in Yeshiva. We were walking to, 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 the, the Suda by day. And which is, by the way, a that he had. And I tried to bring it to Yeshiva a little bit. You know, we always say we're eating the supper of Shabbos, lunch. Well, who are you going to for lunch on Shabbos? When I said that once to Yeshiva, he got very upset at me. There's no lunch on Shabbos. There's no supper. There's no dinner. It says this is the first Suda of Shabbos. The second Suda of Shabbos. shall show this. There's no no supper. There's no lunch. Lunch. Lunch is what you have like, you know, you have a slice of pizza upstairs for lunch on a Tuesday, on a Monday. Lunch. There's no lunch on Shabbos. It's a, it's a second, it's a second Suda of Shabbos. It's the day Suda. It's lunch. It's semantics, maybe, but it's not semantics. It's so important in the Shirish of the Neshama to be able to gauge what it is. There's a Pachad Yitzchak that he always quotes about about, you don't say good night. Sometimes, you know, before my kids go to sleep on Friday night, I say, hey, good night, Tati. There's no night on Shabbos. Shabbos has no night. Yom Shekule Shabbos. There's no night, there's no morning. It's just Shabbos. Say good Shabbos. Shabbos is so important. There's halachas, that you don't say the word Shabbos in a bathroom. It's not a shame Hashem. Why can't I say it? Because there's such intrinsic Kedusha to Shabbos. So we were walking home one day after davening on Shabbos and and we were walking down the block on Coney Island Avenue and all of a sudden across the street, right outside of Reb David Kohn's shul, which is like opposite Chaim Berlin, diagonally opposite, and there's right outside their shul, there's a, a, a reserved parking spot for a Hatzalah ambulance. And sure enough, as we were walking, there was a call and, and some uh you know, a Hatzala guy comes, drives his car, pulls in front of them, riding back to the ambulance, and then he gets out of his car, he turns on the ambulance, the sirens are gone, and it's all on Shabbos. And of course they're doing a tremendous mitzvah. But Rivaran's grandchildren and you know uh, young kids were walking in front of us and they were just staring as 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 we all were, you know, what's going on? And after the Hatzala ambulance pulls off in a in in a rush and a race against time Rav gathers us all on the street of Konei Avenue on the sidewalk and he looks at the little children, he bends down and he says, Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh. He wasn't making a macho against the Hatzalah, but when you see such a thing on Shabbos, it could somehow diminish Kedusha Shabbos in a certain sense. It can't but not. If you see people, you know, with their walkie-talkies on Shabbos, and beep, you know, and they're they're taking listening, they're doing a mitzvah. But for me to see that mitzvah sometimes is corrosive because it takes away from the from the searing nature, which is Shabbos. And so, what he wanted to do was to drive home the point to his grandchildren, to his children, to anyone around him that it's Shabbos. And of course they're doing what they have to do, but it's Shabbos. And we have to have that profound recognition and, and fear of Shabbos and aim of Shabbos and Yira and Resus and Zaya because Shabbos is something special. It's not just the day of the week that we have off. It's not a day of the week that we can't do certain malachas. That's a primitive notion of Shabbos. That's a very superficial notion of Shabbos. Shabbos is not the and it's the assays, and there's very few assays of Shabbos, but the assays of Shabbos is how you define your Shabbos, the Kiddush, and by extension, how you're Mekade Shabbos. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is a day that you infuse with Kedusha by yourself. It is what you make of it. It could be a very chill day of relaxing and just catching up on some sleep, or it could be a day that you fill with Kedusha and Tara in the way you eat and what you speak about and how you daven and how you relate to people and how you dress and how you behave. And the more you act Shabbastic, the more you have Shabbos. We make Shabbos by ourselves. Shabbos is not something that is. Shabbos is what we make it. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org